following Healthy Pigs podcast. Hello and welcome to the Growing Healthy Pigs podcast. I'm Ingrid Potter, Key Account Manager for Pigs at MSD Animal Health UK. This is the podcast that talks about key industry news and updates within the pig sector. So if you're listening to us in the shed, tractor or in your kitchen while you rustle up some dinner, get comfy and stay tuned. In this episode, we continue to explore technology and innovation in the pig sector by discussing the rise of robotics and how the novel technology is being used across the world to help producers and pigs alike. Robotics are very much a reality on farm and no longer limited to science fiction. Today, we are joined by Stéphane Clément from Jiga Technologies, who's here to talk to us a little bit about the robotic feed system. Hi, Stéphane. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Ingrid. Thank you for having me today. So let's jump straight in. Tell us a little bit about your robotic systems. How do they work? Why are producers using them? Thanks for the question. We are manufacturing the Gestol branded product. Gestol is a automated uh, feeding system that is uh, doing precision feeding for the swine industry since 1994. Uh, our product are a big helper for producers that are struggling with labor challenges nowadays, but is also optimizing the usage of feed, uh, eliminating the feed wastage possibilities through some uh, interesting features and settings the system have. And uh, so it's very convenient, very clever, and uh, it helped producer uh, obtaining better productivity uh, as uh, we're precisely feeding sows upon their uh, daily need uh, seven days a week and then we're doing this year round. I think that's a really important point, Stefan. You know, labor shortages are a big issue across our industry and across the world. So what production benefits have you seen from people using the Gestel system? What we're seeing, and then let's start with lactation. What we're seeing is that uh, throughout the years, sow have been selected for prolificacy. They've been also selected for the lean of their carcasses and, and also we've been selecting for better feed conversion rate. So 30, 40 years later, if we glue everything together, we have sows that are giving twice as more piglet than they used to. They have a little less body reserve and their appetite profile has been a little been uh, a little bit tricked uh, because if we're selecting uh, for pigs that are eating less to go to market weight in the same number of days we definitely affect the appetite of the reproducers as well because we have animals that are eating less so with shortage of labor with herds getting bigger with the task on farms that are sometimes overwhelming uh, summertime as an example you may have to also work in your fields then placing automated machine that will follow individual uh, animals on a feed curve that are related not to the group but for this specific animal is a big advantage so all this important uh uh, task, which is feeding the animal or feeding the sow that needs to produce more milk, is definitely a key factor, especially as we've been talking with the uh, shortage of labor we have in our industry. 
And in the gestation, our system is providing sows a feed curve. So we're maintaining the sow in good condition, a perfect body condition throughout gestation without creating a competition for feed. Uh, our feeding station are good to receive 15 animal. So you can have a group as small as 15, but should you have a, a bigger amount and you need two station for 30, three station for 45, and four station for 60, uh, conventional electronic sow feeding system, uh, big ESF as we call them, uh, they would have a ratio of 60 animal per station. So then you have four times more competition with, uh, with conventional ESF system. So competition for food is also a part of uh, aggression in a group. So being able to decrease that competition is definitely an animal welfare factor. Fantastic. So it's great to see that not only that costs, uh, cost efficiencies are made when we're switching to robotic feeding, but also, as you say, it's a real welfare impact as well. With the constant increases in feed costs, um, and it's certainly something I'm talking to my farmers in the industry about at the moment, do you find that there's a real cost saving on the amount of food being used in automated system versus manual systems? Good questions. Uh, the answer is yes uh, and let me explain to you only one simple thing that our gestalt system is doing in lactation uh, and every every day you have animals that are not feeling as good as others and let's say there's two percent of our sows day in day out they won't eat uh, because they're either sick or they're just not feeling like eating so Gestal would give 30 gram in every single feeder starting a period of feeding. So what we want to do with this stimulation is to make sure that we're not dropping feed if an animal is not hungry. So dropping 30 gram of feed, the sow will smell, will hear the noise of the feed falling in the trough. Then sow will stand up and put her, her nose into the feeder and then she would touch a trigger just all trigger that would give the portion so if a sow is feeding good she received 30 gram she hit the trigger i'm giving 970 for a kilo if a sow is not feeling good she would have received 30 gram and then 15 minutes later if she hasn't touched the trigger there's a red light that will open on on the machines which is an eye catcher for the producer and then that producer goes to this individual because after a full night of sleep, a sow that is stimulated for a meal and doesn't touch a trigger is an abnormal situation. So in this very particular example that I gave to you, in one farm with automation, you would have had uh, 30 gram at risk of being lost. And in the other farm without, you would have a, a kilo of feed at risk of being lost. And in that second farm, you would have the cleanup of the trough to do afterwards, which is also time consuming in, uh, in a world where uh, rarity of labor is our daily challenge. So what we say with automation and with uh, precision feeding, 
we're not talking about the feed that is used by the sow, which is often the, the perception producers have. We're talking about the feed that is consumed because the sow is asked by the stimulation, do you want to eat? And when the sow is saying yes, touching the trigger, just all will deliver. If the sow is not answering, we'll tell producer, you should look at this individual, something's wrong. And this is only on 2% of your sows being sick day in, day out. Maybe less, maybe more, but it is definitely a, a, uh, a big factor. And then if the sows are eating upon demand, and if the producer is managing uh, with the, the limited or wasteful sow report, they're managing those sows that can ask a little more, then there's ways of almost eliminating feed wastage. So, so let's say there's a lot of money there. And this done seven days a week, sometimes weekends we don't have the chance of having the proper labor or at least the labor we wish we would have. Sometimes we're keen on having less experimented people because someone needs to feel those uh, weekend worker shoes. Fantastic. So from what you've said, Stefan, I mean, it sounds like you put these robotic feeders in. We're getting improved production, improved economics, better welfare for our pigs and reducing labor costs. It really seems like a no brainer. But we're all very aware it's a really tough industry out there. Are you finding that this is still really exciting for pig producers? And are they still investing in these sort of robotics at this time? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, if you would have asked me this question in 2010, I would have tell you that uh, in every uh, sector we're in, uh, despite the economical conditions, there is always producers that are seeking opportunities to improve. And sometimes it's when you're at the lowest of the economy that it's time to invest so you can be productive when times are better. So, but in 2022, producer number one, number three, two, and number three pain is labor. So right now, uh, uh, 12 years ago, I was doing a return on investment based on uh, science that was saying that if you're maintaining sows in good body condition throughout lactation, you're going to have a shorter interval wean to estrus, and then you're going to have a better fertility rate and chances of a, a larger litter next parity. And this became sometime arbitrary depending of who you were talking to or where the farm was starting from. But nowadays, it's only based on labor. How many man hour can I change? And what can I obtain in return? So uh, right now, I would not say that we are, uh, I would say that we're successful no matter the economic condition of markets. Uh, right now in the US, uh, in the USA, uh, lactation is, is now, uh, in uh, in greater demand, we have a fantastic demand for group sow housing in the United States, the same in Canada. Producers are seeking to compensate the lack of labor in quantity and in quality. 
and uh, automation will definitely relieve producers from uh, that pain. But what they see when they acquire that technology is their job offers are becoming more interesting for the young people that are applying on jobs. So, Stefan, from what you've said then, what do you think is the future for robotics in our pig sector? Uh, I don't know, uh, Ingrid, if you were aware of that, but uh, you're probably, but in the United States in 2016, 65% of the workforce was either the millennials or the post-millennials. So, and the post-millennials, we give them the nickname of the digital natives. So the digital natives are now nine were nine percent of the working force in the US in 2016. So I assume UK and Europe is probably the same same type of statistic. And the post-millennial, there's one thing that I'm absolutely sure they will not do. They will not push a feed cart for a living. They won't do manual tasks that are not generating data for a living. And they won't see or seek for pig farms as being, oh, this is like everything I'm seeing at the airport or at the shopping center or, or in a restaurant sometimes, like fast foods. All you see nowadays is you're getting in, you have a big screen, you have push, push buttons on screen, and next thing you know, your order is behind the counter. So those kids, this is what they live with. Uh, they, they were born with the technology. So keeping technology far away from our farm will keep these kids also far away from our farms. Absolutely. So, Stefan, are you currently working on any new projects that you can share with us? Well, my role is business development for uh, Giga Technologies. So I'm working at developing new markets for the company. Uh, so basically, my role has been to open market to make sure that it's up and running. And once we have a, either a dealer or a team there, then it's time for me to go uh, elsewhere. So nowadays, there's interesting demand coming from Africa. This is very uh, stimulating to, to, to see coming in. And uh, there's a lot of foreign capital investment uh, there on that continent, which is making a producer of countries that I personally ignored, there was pig production, to get in contact with us and try to see how we can help them establishing modern farms. And the interesting part of this is that although we think that those countries are not uh, producing, uh, they're definitely aware of what today's world is looking like in pig barns because they're not talking about the cost of automation. They're talking about modernizing uh, or building a modern farm today considering that uh, we need to think of what the labor will look like in 15 years from now. And so might as well be ready today to have a uh, continuous flows of interested workers. So Africa is is interesting uh, sector uh, to further explore. Uh, there's also in Southeast Asia where we've, I've been hearing since years that, oh, labor is not a challenge, labor is not a problem. 
Well, it seems like it, it, it reached them too. Uh, I recently worked with a group of Th uh, Thailand people and group of Vietnam, and they're all talking about the same thing, the, the lack of manpower. And I was curious to look at some statistics on the web, and you see that working force is in decline uh, for agricultural workers uh, in Thailand, in Vietnam, and in China. So I was... I was really surprised and then I pushed my research a little more. I went on uh, economic forum uh, statistic from 2020 that were classifying the 20 job in, uh, in increasing demand and 20 jobs in decreasing demand. And uh, increasing demand are data analyst and data specialist and uh, artificial intelligence uh, specialist. So that's interesting to see that the motivation for getting a job nowadays is toward technology. And the number one job that is in most decline, and this will resonate to pig producer, is data entry clerks. So the people that are entering uh, production cards in computers, uh, that job seems to be uh, disliked by the new generation of, of workers. So we're working in a lot of places where we can have an impact on productivity of the farm. And we're working in, with a lot of producers that are interested to get things better and more modern in their farm. But it's funny how to, to see that everywhere labor is a challenge. Absolutely. Stefan, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. It's been a really interesting conversation. Just as we bring it to a close, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners who are maybe thinking of making the move to robotics, but aren't quite at that point yet? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I would say to producer that are seeking for or looking for uh, ways of improving uh, their productivity and improving their uh, quality of life. Technology is often tagged as being expensive. And I, I, this, is, this is not something I like to hear. What I like to, what I like to say about technology is it's an important investment, but for what it can allow you to get in terms of performance and quality of life, it is not expensive, but it would be easier to place a dumb system that would execute dumb tasks and that would be uh, at a lower cost. But is this what producer needs today with modern sows? And is it what producer needs today with uh, the rarity of manpower uh, we're facing? So technology is an important decision to take and it worth you guys to have a good economical analytic. We can help you doing this analytic, but keep in mind that this investment will allow you to benefit of uh, the technology that will be able to increase your productivity and revenues, decrease your, 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 the money that could go in the, in the gutter. Uh, I'm talking about feed here, which is 80% of your cost of production. Technology will definitely lead you in the right direction. Technology is just as good as what you do with it. 
Before investing in technologies, producers have to realize that they will be the one operating that technology. So they need to choose a simple system, a system that they are able to repair themselves because uh, every now and then you may have to maintain the technology um, up and running and you don't want to have technician walking in your barn for sakes of biosecurity. So you have to make sure that it's simple enough that if there's a fuse to replace, you're capable of doing it yourself. This is quite interesting. And then being simple enough to be uh, operated is also the second point you need to look at. Because the owner of the farm may be in the farm, but sometime you want and then need to make sure that the system is simple enough that the employees are all able to operate it. Uh, this is a little bit of the reason why uh, for just all machines, we use the traffic light colors, which are international symbols that gives people uh, a reason to stop when it's red, a reason to be careful when it's yellow, when it's green, we can manage it later. So it allows you to manage by exception, which is also a uh, time uh, saver uh, in a situation of rarity of labor. Fantastic. Stefan, for me and for our listeners, thank you for your time today. Thank you very much for having me and looking forward to uh, participate again if need be. Thank you for listening to the Growing Healthy Pigs podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your chosen platform and follow us on LinkedIn for regular updates on the pig industry, plus the latest tips from our ambassador farmers. See you next time. The Growing Healthy Pigs podcast.